another extra podcast. My name is Crystal Taves. I'm a pastor at Northview Community Church in Abbotsford, and I'm joined with some guests here today, like my co-host, Paul. If you want to say hi, Paul. Hey, everybody. Paul Siemens. Good to be back. Yeah. And then I am joined by Ed and Annette Fast, who I will introduce in a second or get them to introduce themselves in a second. But just so that you all know, we are going to do a podcast the next 35 minutes or so on Christians in politics, what that looks like for us to be involved politically in our country, uh, whether that's in a civic level, uh, provincial level, national level. And we're going to cover that all in 30 minutes. So (laughs) that's what we are up for here. Um, Ed and Annette are members of our congregation, and uh, Ed is involved politically within uh, our national government. So I'm going to get you guys to just introduce yourselves. Tell us a little bit about who you are, uh, your family, how you got to this place. Well, I'm Ed, Ed Fast. Uh, I'm the member of parliament for Abbotsford, have been for almost 13 years. Mm -hmm. I love my job, being able to serve our community in our capital city of Ottawa. Um, I've I've loved the journey I've been on. Really, politics is an adventure. Yeah. And it's not for everyone (laughs) uh, because it is a bit of a blood sport. um, And sometimes you're going to um, be attacked in a way that is unfair. Mm -hmm. You have to have a pretty thick skin. Yeah. But I I was introduced to politics by my father when I was nine. Okay. And um, I remember it very well. It was in 1964. It was the night that uh, the presidential election was taking place Mm. in the United States. It was Lyndon B. Johnson versus uh, Barry Goldwater. Mm -hmm. And my father told me that evening, it was a school day, um, son, you're going to stay up late tonight. And I want to show you a few things. And so he pulled out an old uh, black and white television with the rabbit ears. And we sat in front of that television for hours, well into the wee hours of the morning, as he explained to me that the decision that Americans were making that evening would determine the course of their history. But he went beyond that. He started to explain the value of public service, hmm. what public service was, mm-hmm. and that we as Christians should aspire to be engaged in the uh, civic life, the political life of our country. Wow, those are big words for a nine-year-old. Really? (laughs) Of course he would have dumbed it down. Yeah, to you, but that was the idea, yeah. And he planted a seed of interest that never Mm. has left me. Mm. Throughout uh, high school and then through university, I always uh, had the back of my mind a thought, you know, it would be wonderful to serve this country in Ottawa. Mm. I didn't know exactly how that would play out, but that seed of interest was in my heart. Great. And then uh, after I graduated from law school at UBC, I, um, Annette and I moved out to Abbotsford. Best decision we ever made. It's been mm. a great community for us to raise our children. But of course, we quickly had four girls. And very quickly, the idea of being a member of parliament uh, disappeared because uh, members of parliament are away from their families at a least 40% yeah. of the year. If you're mm. a minister, probably much more. Mm. And so uh, I decided I wouldn't go down that route. But there's this wonderful thing called local politics, municipal politics. And I became engaged in local politics. And then in 2005, our member of parliament, Randy White, announced that he was retiring. Mm -hmm. By that time, my youngest daughter was 15 years of age. And 
we made the decision to step into the federal mm. political arena, and right. the, re the rest is history. Yeah. Mm. So in terms of civic, then, how did you start off? What was your first step? Uh, I ran for school board back in 1985, okay. and I was elected twice. Yeah. Then I took a bit of a break, six years, uh, to help raise uh, the family. And then in 1996, I was elected to city council, and I served for three terms okay. until that's I was elected time. to yeah. parliament. Yeah, so that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And Annette, so what was it like for you along this journey of walking through these different decisions with him? Yes, hi, um, I'm Annette. I'm just delighted to be here and to uh, join with you all in this conversation. Um, I would have to say at the get-go that I think early on in our relationship, we were always... Uh, very engaged in um, being aware of what was going on in, in politics and in the world and in our nation. And in fact, I remember talking about politics on our very first date. That should have been an indicator. <laughs> <laughs> but I had no idea that uh, I think Ed would be serious about. He, he sort of kept that in the background. Uh, we were uh, very involved in raising a family, raised four daughters, and now we are delighted to have six grandchildren with two more on the way. And mm. Um, so family life has been very important. It's been central, and I've, I've been thankful that I think God orchestrated the timing of it in such mm -hmm. a perfect way that um, Ed was very able to be here at home uh, when the children were in their formative years mm -hmm. and uh, even into high school years, um, even though we had robust conversation around the dinner table, even with mm -hmm. our young children. And so uh, I think... Now, when people talk to us about politics, uh, I think it starts just the awareness starts early on with your children in a, in a beautiful way around, you know, understanding what is the role of citizenship, what is the advantage and the privilege of citizenship, mm. and how children at a young age can, can already be informed. They can understand that they can go along to a uh, on an election day with their parents, even to see how voting happens, mm -hmm. and then also to um, help them understand that um, it's a privilege to pray for the people that are in authority over you and to pray for your country. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that at the end, mm -hmm. kind of some of the spiritual ways that you guys sure. have been involved in, in national politics. Um, you shared that there are some, obviously, challenges and joys to being in political life. How would you why would you encourage someone to be involved in the sense of when I, when I hear of someone getting involved and I think, ooh, you're getting yourself in for something that could be pretty painful because you're never going to please anybody or everybody. So what would you say, how do you offset kind of the joys and the challenges in your, in your own mind that way? Well, I think if, if the underlying assumption is that you're entering public life as a servant leader, mm -hmm think provides the appropriate context in which mm. we as Christians engage. As I mentioned earlier, it is a blood sport and you're going to be unfairly maligned from time to time if you're in this business long enough. Mm. But there's also tremendous satisfaction in being able to influence public policy in a way that strengthens your community, strengthens your country. Yeah. Um, that's an immense privilege that we shouldn't underestimate. My encouragement is, as Annette said, <clears throat> uh, parents, uh, I'm not suggesting that you lecture your children on what they should and shouldn't believe, but impressing upon them the value of citizenship, mm -hmm. what that entails, the fact that we live in a democracy. As flawed as democracies are, they're still the best system that we know of. Mm -hmm. And the fact that God has allowed us to live under a democracy in freedom, 
where we get to elect the people that govern over us is an immense blessing. Mm. And when we understand that, perhaps we will become more engaged in the issues of the day. Yeah. Mm. So what would you encourage for Christians who aren't involved professionally? Um, it's not their job. How would you encourage them to be involved in the issues of the day? What would be the pieces that you think people need to keep in mind? The biggest piece is being informed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we have run into so many of our uh, friends and acquaintances. Uh, if there is a discussion about politics, in so many cases, they have no idea what's actually going on in the world around them. Mm-hmm. So when they're finally challenged to go to the voting booth and make a decision as to who will represent them, they make decisions in a vacuum. Mm. It's important that on a daily basis we inform ourselves. That doesn't mean that we become overwhelmed by politics. That's not what I'm suggesting. But take an interest. Read the newspaper. Go to the political websites. Find a balance of opinion. Mm. I find that today most of the mainstream media tends to have a bias one way or another. Mm-hmm. So go to different, different media sources, sources yeah. mm-hmm. so that you get a balance and then you can make your own assessment of what is truth and what is good for the country and then you make mm-hmm. a decision and vote accordingly. That's great. Yeah. Do you know, like... Um, do you know other sources for news that uh, where you can get a good balance of opinion? Do, have you guys, Annette, maybe you've uh, come across some that you would like to suggest? Websites? Or? We've discussed that. And I know that uh, we're a little bit into the older generation, so uh, we still know what a newspaper is. But I know <laughs> that things have definitely changed. And uh, most younger people now receive their news from multiple different sources, mostly mm-hmm. online. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's still the ability to sort of to sift through all the things that are online and, uh, and get a broader idea of where information comes from. And uh, there's a lot of fake news. There's a mm. lot of white noise. And mm. people then say they're so disgusted with current politics and mm. the political system that they actually want no part of it. Mm. Uh, but that doesn't uh, say that you shouldn't try to at least be informed on the issues. Um, and so I think our younger daughters, who uh, also get a lot of their news online, um, we've always told them from a young age on um, just uh, don't follow the crowd or don't mm. just get your information. When you're in a university setting, I mean, mm-hmm. it's typically mm-hmm. uh, skewed in one direction. Mm-hmm. But uh in fact, Ed and I con- had a conversation about this just recently about teaching your children and especially those that are in, a, that are young, to to not just go with the crowd. Don't be a lemming. Don't mm-hmm. follow the right. you know the lemmings over the edge. But be a lion. Be a lion. <laughs> um, mm. Think for yourself. Think mm. thoughtfully. Think from a Christian worldview. Yeah. And uh, try to find a way through all of the noise of politics to see what the issues are and what's what's truth. Yeah, what we've That's tried good. to do is. Uh, Again, find a balance in the information, the sources that we use. So you begin with television. Watch the evening news. Um, Mm -hmm. We do. Mm -hmm. Um, It takes up about half an hour, sometimes an hour of our time. And we try to flip between different channels. So it'll be CBC, CTV, Mm -hmm. Global. Mm -hmm. So we're getting different perspectives. So we understand those. 
But there's also something called news aggregators. Mm. Uh, some of our listeners may understand what those are. Those mm-hmm. are um, sources that pool the information right. from different um, media sources. Yeah. Yeah. One is called uh, National News Watch. Mm. National News Watch, okay. which, by the way, doesn't necessarily have any kind of a political bias, but mm. it brings to the attention of the viewer, uh, different media sources on the different issues of the day. Right, what the hot issues are and how yeah. what different people are mm. saying it about it. Yeah. Yes. And that's the source then that the different media outlets will use as their resource space? To, well, to actually, that's the source that Canadians can use right. uh, yeah. to find a balance of opinion. Yeah. And uh, you'll see a broad range of media sources that are actually aggregated on these sites. Okay. So is that like the Canadian Dredge Report kind of? Do you know what Dredge Report is? Yeah, yeah, okay. Dredge Report. So it's kind of like that? It like, is. Because that's essentially what Dredge does, right? Is yeah. he takes uh, from, sometimes from the main news sites, but then other times from secondary sites. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't go to Dredge. Uh, I don't know if I've ever gone to Dredge. <laughs> no, that's fine. Because I'm focused very much on Canadian politics. Yeah. And making yeah. sure that the opinions I bring to Ottawa are ones that are firmly rooted in the Canadian context. Right. And um, and then we make our decisions accordingly. There are also um, Christian think tanks, for example, uh, like Cardis, or they have a site, mm. Convivium, where they yeah. will take issues of the day um, and they will then, you know, put editorials online so that you get things even from a Christian worldview. Um, so you can definitely find it if you look for it to, mm. to get a, a variety of... Uh, different backgrounds. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it'd be helpful maybe after I'll get, I'll write down kind of some of the links that you guys would recommend sure. and we could put them mm-hmm. as links on the website That'd be great. Um, for the podcast so that people kind of can know where to look. We'd be glad to. Yeah. So when you came to our Young Professionals Night, you came to our NYA event last spring, I think, yes. talked to a lot of our young adults. What were your, what was your challenge to them at that point and, and why were you challenging them to be involved politically? Well, Let's understand that the baby boomers are moving into retirement. That's yeah. my generation. Yeah. That means that there is also a void being created in terms of national and local leadership. Mm-hmm. So who's going to fill that void? Mm. It's the next generation. Mm-hmm. And the question is, is the next generation properly equipped to fill that void and to make the decisions that are necessary to preserve the great country that is ours Mm -hmm. and continue to build it, build the prosperity, build its security, build its place, you know, within the global context. Yeah, international scheme, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And so my challenge to them was, listen, some of you may already have been called to be leaders whether it's within your own associations or community groups, or perhaps as leaders in the province or nationally, find ways of honing those skills. Mm. Um, Plug in, participate, become informed, Mm. so that you as the next generation are so equipped to be able to bring a Christian worldview to the issues uh, that face us um, that uh, the country will benefit from that. For people who want to get involved, like you're saying, to be informed, but if people want to be more actively involved, mm. like petitions or like 
party party meetings or like what kind of things can people do kind of as lay mm -hmm. people yeah. um, that help them kind of feel more actively involved in the political process other than just voting right. and that kind of thing? What yeah. would be the pieces that you'd suggest? Yeah, because like as Christians, we have, there's, uh, uh, when you look at the, um, what I guess they would say social, being a social, uh, social issues that we care about deeply, right? Things like pro-life and religious freedom and caring well for our world around us. So yeah, all, all those kinds of things. Like how would you recommend people to get involved with? Well, we talked helping? about one of those issues and that is becoming properly informed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but then how do you engage? Yeah, that's, that's the question. Yes, yeah. thank you. Um, it's not only joining political parties. Some people don't want to join political parties. In fact, right. I think most Canadians really don't feel led to join political parties. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't become politically informed during elections by going to all candidates meetings. Mm -hmm. mm. uh, today is Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Now this podcast will be heard after this happens. But mm -hmm. tonight in our own city, we have the mayoral all-candidates meeting. Mm -hmm. um, Annette and I are going to go to that, even though I am the federal representative. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have a keen interest in what goes on right here in Abbotsford. We want to yeah. listen to what all the candidates say so that we can be informed when we go into the polling booth and vote. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing we can do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I think um, participation in election campaigns, even if you don't become involved in a party per se. Mm. Uh, most election campaigns have hosts of volunteers. Mm -hmm. People mm. who come along and say, you know what? I like you as a candidate. I like what you represent. Mm. I would like to see you elected and I'd like to help you. Mm. And so they help with a range of activities. Everything from going door to door, mm -hmm. to putting up signs, to helping in the office, right. to phoning. Mm. These are all things that we as citizens have an opportunity to do. And I believe we as Christians are called to do because we want to be engaged in the world around us and make a difference. Even something as simple as uh, when something happens in whether it's federal politics or legislation is passed that really is alarming to some people, especially that have a Christian worldview, to not just let it slide, but to mm. pick up a phone and call your representative or write a letter, not in a way that attacks them, mm. but, but just to you show know, your concern. Because we've issue. also yep. seen um, Christians or people who are believers get very, you know, hot and bothered about a lot of sure. yeah. issues that really um, they're concerned about. But then it's the way you present, um, you know, and as a citizen, you have the privilege of writing a letter or having an opinion and, and speaking that publicly. Mm. But I would also just want to remind people that we, we need to be winsome and we need to be mm. gracious and kind in the way we actually uh, articulate our opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned civic elections coming up. Yeah. That is why we kind of thought we'd do this in October because that is the focus of the next mm -hmm. month kind of within our city. Um, I think I'm kind of speaking uneducatedly, but in my impression is that we have get a lower voter turnout at civic elections than nationally. I don't know if you know that is the statistics case. on that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so to encourage people to get involved in civic kind of politics, why should they? Like, what are the issues that are at stake kind of at a civic level that you can speak to? Well, uh, local government, which is what municipalities are yeah. and school boards are, yeah. local government is the level of government closest to the people. 
So citizens have the greatest ability to influence public policy directly at the local level. Mm -hmm. And the people we elect have the greatest ability to implement that policy quickly. Right. Uh, that's the beauty of local politics. I miss my time on, on city council mm. and the school board simply because you could get things done quickly if there was a will to do so. Right. It's more difficult provincially and even more difficult to do that federally. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that uh, when I visit schools in Abbotsford and speak to them about civic duty, about citizenship, I do mention to them that there's virtually nothing they do in their life that doesn't have a government decision attached to it. Hmm. Whether they're walking on a sidewalk that's a city built, whether they're driving in a car that was approved by the federal government, whether they're eating salmon that has been fished in accordance with federal laws. Yeah. Um, there is virtually nothing we do in life that doesn't have a government decision attached to it. Hmm, so if that's the case, yeah. why shouldn't we take an interest in this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And many, many of those decisions are actually made at the local level. Yeah. So take an interest. Yeah, it's great. So in addition to political action, the two of you have been involved in Ottawa in other ways, um, spiritually in different ways. So why don't you share a little bit about that? What is it like to be a Christian in Ottawa and how have you mm. been involved? Uh, when we arrived almost 13 years ago, I think uh, there was some fear, and certainly on my part, um, of what life would be like because uh, life changes, and it means that my husband would be away from home for many months of the year. Um, I was privileged at that time. Our children were already, most of them were in university, and I could go along, um, usually one month during the week. And I was surprised uh, I just felt there was a real move of God at the time that so many of the other uh, newly elected MPs at the time were believers mm. from Ontario and Alberta and British mm. Columbia and other places. So uh, we quickly banded together as some of the spouses. And then to this day, we, when we are there on a Thursday when Parliament is sitting, we meet upstairs in the House of Commons uh, for prayer time as spouses to pray for our husbands and for the country, for our leaders. And the other great discovery in Ottawa uh, many years ago was the National House of Prayer, mm. and uh, which is if you know the people here in our church would only uh, even Google that and go onto the website and realize that is a place where they are welcome to come. Mm. They can come on their own. They can come with a group or with other prayer partners to come and spend some time in the capital, do prayer walks around Parliament, to to sit during question period and to pray. Mm. Uh, but it's a great ministry mm. that they have, and it's also. Of course, then the National Prayer Breakfasts that are um, hosted every year by MPs and um, most elected officials attend, including the Prime Minister, that still comes to a National Prayer Breakfast. Mm. A lot of Canadians might be surprised to know that uh, there's something called the Christian Embassy mm. in Ottawa. Right. That's right. Also really good. And this is a Christian ministry. It's part of Power to Change mm -hmm. that um, focuses on the needs of the diplomats that come from elsewhere around the world, mm -hmm. they put, in, put on all kinds of events. Um, the Christian Embassy engages with members of parliament, with cabinet ministers, with decision makers and influencers within Canada. And they do so in a very discreet, respectful way, mm -hmm. um, hoping to draw people 
uh, into a discussion about mm -hmm. faith and about what uh, the difference that faith can make in their lives. So the Christian Embassy has had a profound influence on many different people that have connected with it over the years. Mm. Wow, that's great to hear. Mm -hmm. So are you, if you look at, like when we look, when we watch, um, you know, we'll watch parliamentary sessions on TV or we'll hear interviews with people. And as Christians, we can get very discouraged actually listening mm -hmm. to the banter yes. and things like that. Um, for you as Christians in Ottawa, are you finding this a time of an encouragement uh, because of the amount of people that are in prayer and the Christian embassy, things like this? Or, or how are you feeling about uh, Christians' activities in Ottawa right now? Well, I'm encouraged yeah. because um, we do have Christians from across the country that regularly intercede on behalf of our country. Mm. And on behalf of us as elected members of parliament, um, there are many people that make their way through the house of prayer mm. from every corner of our country. Wow. So I, I'm encouraged. Uh, I'm confident that uh, we can make a difference in, in a way that uh, brings glory to God. Mm. I, I would agree. I think the, the places where we've seen um, in times of discouragement uh, really where we have been not only comforted, but also realizing that God is watching and he's especially looking to the church across Canada to understand the importance and also their role in prayer, to pray for their nation, to pray mm -hmm. for their elected officials. And uh, it may, again, to your question earlier, like what can an individual do or yeah. what can I do? Um, yeah. You can pray, you can teach mm -hmm. your children to pray. And you can um, get together with others. Or you can come to our Tuesday morning at 7 a.m. That's North, right. The new Northview prayer group that's praying for, yeah. praying for the nation. And yeah. I, um, I think there are lots of places where we can literally uh, make a difference uh, because we know that prayer makes a difference. Amen. That's great. Well, why don't we end on that note? You're going to pray for us as we end, Paul, uh, for yeah. our country, for Ed and Annette, um, yeah. and just for the elections coming up. Yeah. Yes, Father, uh, Heavenly Father, you are good and awesome and holy, and we love the fact that you care about us. How amazing a truth that is, that you actually, uh, from before time began, you decided that uh, we would be in this place at this time, that we as Christians would be living in Canada under the government that we are under at this time, and Lord, you care. You care about our nation, you care about our government, uh, you care about your churches across this land. So I pray that you would, uh, by your Holy Spirit, intervene and work in our hearts and minds to pray for our leaders more, uh, to be praying for Ed and Annette, to be praying for uh, our other local MP here, Jaddy Sidhu, to be praying for our Prime Minister uh, and any other MPs and provincial federal, local leaders that we or that come to mind. I pray that you would uh, move our hearts and our minds to really care and engage with the politics that we are allowed to get engaged in. We live in a beautiful country that has a political system that allows us to be involved, which is amazing. So I pray, Lord, that you would move us that way. I pray that you bless Ed and Annette as they continue to serve our nation in this way. Uh, bless Ed um, as he goes to 
Parliament, as he's debating, as he's talking, as he's having to do interviews, Lord, use him as your instrument uh, to bless our nation. I also want to pray for the local elections. Thank you for uh, the leaders that we have here. I know we have many Christians involved in local politics here, so I thank you for that. And I pray that you would move, uh, move us to get out and vote here. Uh, a lot of people I even say, I don't care, it doesn't affect me. Well, it does. It, it affects all of us. So I pray that you would uh, lead us out to the polls, that we would vote, that we would be informed voters, and that we would vote for people that honor you and uh, will do the work that benefits our people and our nation. So, Lord, thank you again. Thank you for this time together. In Jesus' name, amen.